Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, more old heads returning to the boxing ring, the importance of where you land as an NFL prospect and why it doesn't totally matter where you go to school, and what Arby's can teach you about winning in the NCAA tournament. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr., All right, it's Tuesday night. We're back in the house. Well, we as in me. Behind the Mic Podcast, Billy Up Sports Podcast Network, BillyUpSports.com. Um, we're going to start right here because, look, today I'm not going to be before you long. I'm being honest. There isn't even a story time with Uncle Mike. Um, and then we also have a new, um, how can I say it? Well, we, we have a new segment that's going to be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll introduce that when time comes, but I'm watching right now USC getting dominated by number one overall seed Gonzaga. I thought that USC would give them a little bit better of a game. Mark Few, I think Mark Few actually has the team to win it this year. That's what I believe. Uh, they're up by 20. It's 70 to 50. Um, going late, just went to commercial, going late in the uh, second half. But right now, I want to say, you know, a prayer. Uh, prayers up for referee Burt Smith. He collapsed during the first half. It's all of a sudden you see, if you're watching the game, you've seen him in the corner, and all of a sudden the guy just goes backwards. I mean, everything, head, pow, hits the, you know, back of the head, hits the floor. He's okay. Just got word that um, he's stable. They had to stretcher him out. It was good. He was up talking and moving around. But that was a very, very scary moment. Um, he, he collapsed there during the game early in the uh, first half. But he is stable, as the word is, today on Tuesday night during the game. By the time you guys listen, it will be Wednesday. So uh, it will be Baylor against, was it Houston? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. They're in the Final Four, and Gonzaga will soon join them in the next game tonight. Number one seed Michigan will be playing against 11th seed UCLA, who basically had to play from the first four all the way to this point. They have played winning basketball and have turned into a team that you know a lot of people would trust. Um, not sure exactly where they stand with some of the experts, but they look good right now. Uh, they'll be tested by Jawan Howard's Number one ranked, well, number one seed, Wolverines. So, 
You already know where we're going to begin the show, and we're going to hit it and quit it here. It's the rundown. Got a question before I even get going real good into the rundown. Did anybody else see Derrick Henry and his workout? I mean, the guy, he was he's in the weight room. He's on a medicine ball, feet on a medicine ball in a push-up position, has a band on a squat rack with a... A, a, a chain that could pull a battleship hanging off of his neck, hanging around his neck. I it just, I mean, I, I would give up working out if I seen him, you know, after seeing him do that. But I did say, I'm, I'm gonna start off with a little bitty chain. One of my buddies told me I need to just start off with a shoestring. I'm tired of being fat. All right, so boxing. All right, so I'm a week, week and a half late on the Tyson Holyfield thing, but there is a rash, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, of old heads that want to return to the ring i mean that boxing money is good uh if you don't know it's it's good but tyson turned down 25 million in a uh exhibition bout you know that he was going to fight well they want to try to make a fight with him and evander holyfield he didn't want to work with his people well i got word late last week you've seen it come across social media that oscar de la hoya he's want to make a comeback and he's what 48 years old and then today i see manny pacquiao he's 42 you're younger than me he's in talks to return to the ring june the 5th and he's supposed to be trying to fight he's he's working on a fight between wbo welterweight champion terrence crawford who's 37 and 0 with 28 knockouts i don't know uh but one of my buddies i'm gonna give him credit one of my co-workers christopher b smith not related to Stephen A. He said that it, it looks like it's going to be something that's going to be a it's going to become a trend. Yes, during the years, over the years, we have seen guys retire, boxers retire, fighters retire, and then they come back. We've seen UFC fighters and, and MMA guys they retire and then they come back. I mean, the money's good, and some of them they're like still extremely young, and they don't fight a whole lot of you know fights as far as the um ufc and stuff but with boxing you've gone through years of this thing and this punishment that can be it, it can really be brutal but i don't know it, it may be something to it uh could it be it become a trend i think so especially with the younger generation you got some guys that may want to retire a little bit early they're doing it everywhere else now you're seeing all the old heads come back but i think some people would actually watch it and I, I think I talked about it last week, week before last, um, week before last, after hearing, um, you know, about yet another athlete passing away, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. That was the golden age of boxing to me, you know, back then. Now, you don't know as many of these guys unless you really, really keep up. But um, look, is it smart? I don't know. I, I, I'm not totally sure. But it is a payday, and the, the money is good for athletes today. NCAA football, real quick. Howard Schnellenberger, he passed away over the weekend at age 87. He came to the Miami Hurricanes in 1979, and they won the championship, national championship uh, in 83. That was his last season, winning the 1984 Orange Bowl against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Turner Gill, they had that upset. And he moved on. It was USFL, and and he went home to Louisville to coach with them. And 
um, had some some other things that went on uh, in his career, his coaching career. But there would be no you, no University of Miami without Howard Schnellenberger. He kicked that entire thing off. All right, NCAA college basketball was going first to the women's tournament. San Antonio, I totally missed it, and I heard people stop watching, you know, the men's tourney to turn it on the Baylor and UConn game. I had no idea, and I think I was out and about anyway, and I passed out sleep by the time I got in front of my television. But uh, I actually, yeah, I was watching, you know, the games last night. But USC, uh, UConn is heading for its 13th consecutive women's Final Four, and they beat. Baylor on a controversial non-call. You had what was her name? Dejanae Carrington. She comes up with five seconds left. They were trailing 68-67 and she got fouled. The refs blew it. Everybody in the world knew that she got fouled. What did they teach you in basketball? They teach you to, you know, on defense, you hold your hands straight up. Well, this girl, um, I can't remember who it was. Um... Oh, Aaliyah Edwards and Olivia Nelson Aduda. I think that's her last name. You know, one of them, they they brought their arms down. One caught, they caught the ball in a block, but they also caught body and arms. They missed the call. And the whole world agrees. Okay. Um, and then Kim Mulkey. Uh, then I hear today, once I got home from work, that she's talking about all right well we should stop doing COVID testing you know once we go after the elite eight i i don't know if that's going to be the smartest thing to do uh that that wasn't a wise call but anyway in other news uh in college basketball hershey miller the top well, top recruit I think he's a three-star recruit uh is going to hbcu he's coming here to nashville to play for tennessee state university nobody knows who he is he is the son of none other rapper Ugh. i have to leave it right there i don't want to get sued master p that's his boy that's his son so he's going to play college basketball at an hbcu um hey congrats to him it, it's good to see that happen it may be i don't want to call this a trend but it's something there to it mike woodson i think that he's got a six-year deal the 25-year veteran uh, coach in the NBA is going to his alma mater in Indiana. I think he's got a six-year deal in place uh, in order for him to coach there. He's even talking to Larry Brown to assist him in some capacity. So uh, Indiana basketball, they missed out on the tournament. You know, speaking of Indianapolis, um, one and only team from that state that was in the tournament Purdue they got bounced in the first round uh, Indiana is looking for some kind of spark and I heard Dan Dockage talking about they need a Indiana man you know to coach this team I mean you got one I think you have a really good coach we'll see how the recruiting thing goes with him because it's the first time he's coaching college basketball alright so just a little quick review during the rundown of the Sweet 16 so Loyola, Chicago and Oregon State all right, we we see what happened there, right? And we're going to hit this a little bit later. I've got some observations. Uh, Loyola Chicago, they tried to hang uh, their hat on their main man, Cameron Crutwick. Uh, uh, didn't work out. In the first half, 
Uh, Crutwick was three of five, and the rest of the team was one of 18. And Oregon State upset them. They were eighth seed, Oregon State 12th seed. And Oregon State, so proud of them, they eventually lost on last night, but they were picked last in the Pac-12. And at one point, they were 11 and 11, from what I heard statistically from the television. And uh, to go to the Sweet 16, that's why it doesn't matter what your record is. If you could get into the tournament, anything can happen. Everybody knows that. So you never know. Uh, but just some game notes. Um, as far as that's concerned, look, you can't rely on one guy. Uh, Baylor and Villanova, they were number one in the country as far as their turnover margin. And it happened a little bit too much against Baylor. Um, Oral Roberts, the Magic ran out with them in Arkansas. And Arkansas and Oral Roberts are sitting right next to each other on the, I can't call it the playoff couch, but uh, maybe it's the NCAA we lost in the tournament couch. Houston and Syracuse, the buddy system ran out. Uh, and Syracuse looked bad coming out in that game against Houston. They were ice cold from the floor. Um, Quentin Grimes who's the star player for Houston, guard. He had two fouls and ended up out of the game with, what, 13 minutes uh, left to go in the first half, and it, it didn't matter. Gonzaga and Creighton, before they played this game, you know, it was just a blowout. And they kind of reminded me, I just thought about this, they reminded me of the 2005 Tar Heels. Y'all don't remember that team. That was the... Um, Sean uh, May, Rashad McCants team. I know they don't have all upperclassmen there at Gonzaga this year. The Raven Felton, but they had uh, six NBA players on that roster. Um, but it's not so much about the roster and comparing the roster, but it's just the way that they play. And they play so smooth, and, and it's a team that you watch and you trust. Them. And again, I think that they'll win it. Um, Corey Kispert in the first half, their best player. He only had, he took one shot and had two points in the first half. And Gonzaga led by 10. What does that tell you? Alabama, UCLA, Alabama couldn't buy a basket. Period. All right. Um, it wasn't the same as if I go back to the Oral Roberts and the Arkansas matchup. The, the, the dentist went down. Um, they actually hit shots in Arkansas. They only won by two. And their star player got off a three-pointer with 2.7 seconds left. And just, I mean, he missed it. Uh, it could have won that game. So they played everybody co close for the most part. But Alabama, UCLA, Herb Jones, 2,041 seconds, but he's not the scorer. He's fourth in scoring on that team. Or oh, excuse me, was. They couldn't make free throws. You couldn't make free throws. The Alabama bench points, it was not good. Johnny Jazane, who's uh, the star for UCLA, one of their stars, he, along with three others, were in foul trouble. And Juzang fouled out there towards the, uh, in, in the second half before the overtime. And UCLA, I mean, their three-pointers kept them in the game. Alabama continued to turn the basketball over. They had foul trouble left and right. It just was not good for them. And then last night, when you get to the first Elite Eight matchups, it went pretty much like this. Houston, they were up big on Oregon State in the first half by 17. 17 points at halftime. They almost blew it. 
They held on to win. Oregon State fought back in that game. Arkansas Baylor. Baylor was up big at one point. They almost blew it. Ended up winning by nine. And then right now, like I said, USC Gonzaga uh, is the lead is still 18. Um, it's 78 uh, 59 actually with 256 left to go in the game. This game's over. Uh, Gonzaga's moving on. Uh, great, great play though by UFC. They have some, they have some really great players. I, I have to say the Oregon USC matchup that was, um, uh, I mean, it was if you didn't watch it, I mean, watching UFC play Isaiah White, the Mobley brothers. Uh, Edie, the guard for USC, they look almost like an NBA team. And maybe I'm saying that because of the size of the Mobley brothers, but they they have shooters, but it's just not happening for them tonight. Um, but going forward, hey, uh, I think that they'll they're gonna they're gonna lose some guys in this uh, after this game is over. They have two minutes until that's over with. But we're gonna go in depth a little bit more to those games the sweet 16 and elite game elite eight games a little bit later nba trade line uh deadline updates not really uh but how about the um that's over with but as far as the brooklyn nets signing break uh, they've signed blake griffin already and then they grabbed up lamarcus aldridge and not everybody's got their panties in the twist calm down that's just the way stuff is who are the building the super team so I mean, at this point, I mean, I, me personally, I'm totally over that stuff. Simply put, you're supposed to win games, right? And you need good players to win games. And here's the crazy part. Wasn't nobody thinking about Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge before they signed with the Brooklyn Nets? Keep this in mind. Griffin hadn't dunked in two years. And LaMarcus Aldridge, well, I mean, where was y'all? I mean, the, the guy has disappeared. He's been on a milk cart since he left San Antonio. But I mean, it, and and the thing is this, man. I mean, um, you know, they were once good players. Uh, great, maybe I won't say great. They were once good players, all star caliber players. Lamarcus Aldridge with the Portland Trail Blazers and Blake Griffin. He's jumping up, jumping over the the hood of cars, hoods of cars, and or, or Kia. Yeah, he jumped over the hood. He didn't jump over a tire car. Jumping over the hood, you know, winning the dunk contest. He's doing all these commercials and stuff, which that hasn't stopped, by the way. He's got a TV show with the Clippers. But now, all of a sudden, everybody's got something to say. Big three, big three. I look, it's, it's this is the NBA now. They sign players, okay? That's actually always been the NBA. You just got a problem with it. You're paying a little bit more attention, I'm guessing. But look, you signed two players. That's the names that you recognize. That doesn't mean that it's going to work. It doesn't. Steve Nash already said it. Head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. It doesn't guarantee you anything. Nothing at all. Anyway, other than in, as far as the NBA, NFL is concerned, NBA, NFL is concerned. Washington football team looks like they're going to carry that name for another year. That's what I missed on last week. But the big news of the day is that the NFL has approved, the league has approved a 17-game season. What are y'all doing? But I shouldn't be surprised. It's money. It's it's money. And I'm just, I get it, but at the same time, don't tell us about the health of the players and you keep adding games. Yes, you took away a preseason game. You added a game that matters. No, take away a preseason game. Leave 
the rest of the schedule alone. It's long enough as it is. Well, all right, so I'll give you a little bit. If you don't know already, I'll give you a couple of notes. There's no extra bye week. Go figure. Players will get um, the same play, but just spread out over 18 weeks. So if a guy makes, um, I read this example, he makes $1.7 million. He'll get his game check of about, what, $100,000 a week. But now it's going to be like $94,000 a week. So that's the way that that's going to go. The Super Bowl will be more like mid-February. The date that I saw was February 13th to be exact. So you're extending it another week. Preseason is reduced to three games. Teams will get extra home games. So how does this work? Well, because yeah, instead of an even amount of games, you're going to have an odd amount of games. And they're going to rotate between the AFC and NFC this year. All AFC teams will play nine home games and then eight road games this season in 2021. Next year, next season, the NFC teams will get that schedule. Nine home games and eight games in 2022. And then back to the AFC again and back and forth. That's what it's going. All right, that's, that's the way that it's going. Finally, um, Major League Baseball opening day is this week, this Thursday. But the story that stuck out to be Francisco Lindor, he turned down a 10-year, $325 million contract extension. He wants one. He wants 12 years and $385 million. And what I heard Mike Wilbon say while I was watching PTI, he wants that by tomorrow. Ooh, how's that going to work? Well, I mean, I'm sure that they could do, do it, but do they want to? But I found out that this isn't the first time that he's done this. Back in 2017, the Cleveland Indians, they reportedly offered him more than $100 million or close to $100 million, and he turned that down as well. Hey, when a guy wants his money, he wants his money. But Francisco, can a brother get a dollar? All right, it's a wrap. Gonzaga, they are still undefeated. I think that moves them to 30-0, I believe. And they've advanced to the Final Four for the second time in school history. Congratulations. Congrats to them. Um, I'm going to stay with the March Madness, and I'm going to end with a little NFL talk. Um, Have you ever been to Arby's outside of those beautifully sliced roast beef sandwiches and succulent chicken and seemingly fresh caught fish sandwiches i love apple turnovers not the cherry i like apple turnovers but there was a couple of uh things i learned over this past weekend when it come to uh the ncaa tournament turnovers are great at arby's they are bad in sports and I mean, I, not that I didn't know that, but when you turn the ball or the puck or or if you make an error in baseball, doesn't matter what sport, football, basketball, hockey, you can't turn over the ball or puck or whatnot that is in play. It's always bad. Football, you can't throw interceptions. You can't fumble. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. In hockey, you can't turn the puck over, you know, in the zone, in the other team's zone. Because look, I mean, if you get possession and you turn it over to them, the goalie may not be ready. That's one of those goals that you love to hear the, the horn go off. And that's that and they're very hard to come by. Same thing in soccer. You turn the ball over in soccer on that pitch, and there's no help. And it's just that guy in the goalie. Most of the time, that offensive player is going to win. But they are, turnovers are bad in sports. You can't have errors. All of it's bad. One of the observations, one, one of many observations I made during this past weekend and even up till tonight, the number one was turnovers. And I broke it down into four categories. I mean, they got to hit free throws. If you're going to win, you gotta, you have to hit free throws. You can't turn the basketball over. You want to hit shots. That's basketball at its simplest form, Right? And I'll get to that in a second. But I saw teams that had to work too hard to score a basket. Some of these games that I watched, it was, it was, it was almost painful to watch. It, it was like watching James Harden, except, you know, they're 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 actually passing the ball. Dribble, 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 pass, pass, dribble, 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 pass, pass, dribble, dribble, because they could not get a clean look. And the defense was so tight and so crisp. When they had to fight, anybody that had to fight to try to get a score, it just, it, it you knew that it was going to be a long day for them. A long half. Number two, you can't rely on one guy. I just got through saying it. Loyola Chicago, they relied on the big man, Cameron Crutwig, too much. Like I just said, the first half, he was, what, three of five? The rest of the team was one of 18. Nobody else could hit a shot. Again, Syracuse, when they played Houston, the buddy system, Buddy Beheim, it did not work. He couldn't buy a basket. I think he had three, he knocked down three shots, 
all game long if they had one three. So he he was very limited. And the rest of the team, they didn't do much better. They went down. But the other one was turnovers. I went through each and every game. I tried to do the easy way and find the stat, you know, and I could not. So I said, I have to do this myself, which is the best way to do it. And looking at Oregon State and Loyola, Chicago, in the Sweet 16, both teams shot pretty decently from, from the free throw line. But simply put, Loyola could not shoot. They couldn't knock down shots. They shot 33% in the game and 21 from three. None of those shots could land. Villanova, they were number one in college basketball in turnovers per game. They had the lowest at 8.8. They had 15 against Baylor to Baylor only having five. No wonder you lost. Or Roberts. Now, that game was a little bit more, more evened out. Arkansas hit one three-pointer the entire game. Or Roberts, what kept them in the game, they shot 25% from three, but they knocked down eight of them. They shot better overall, but they still had 13 turnovers. That doesn't help, but the game was close because Arkansas turned the ball over 10 times. Syracuse-Houston, 11 turnovers for Syracuse, and they relied on one guy. Houston shot terrible. Well, they shot terrible. Yeah, they shot terrible, period. it, It wasn't good. Creighton and Gonzaga, Gonzaga put on the clinic. There was a lot of turnovers in that game, but Gonzaga put on a clinic. Clinic. Florida State, the last team that I had on my sheet, I knew they were going to lose, but uh, it was it w- it was bad. They turned the basketball over fourteen times, fourteen. And even though they shot better from the free throw line, for, uh, Florida State only went to the line six times the whole game and had five points from the line. Michigan, on the other hand, they were 15 to 23. Shot bad, 65%. But between those turnovers and not getting to the line, Spotty lost. Who remembers the UCLA and Alabama game? Wasn't that long ago. Both teams went to the line over 20, went to the line 25 times apiece. Alabama couldn't buy a free throw. Herb Jones at the end of that game, he missed uh the two. That could have tied the game. And if it had not been for Reese, forget his first name, knocking down an uncontested Dame Lillard just inside the logo, Steph Curry three, they would have went on uh, to the house uh, probably about, what, 10 minutes earlier. So, and, and they turned, Alabama turned the ball over double of what UCLA did. UCLA hit their free throws. They knocked down 10 threes, but they didn't turn the ball over as much. Oregon, USC, USC, they 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 worked them. They worked them. Oregon, it just wasn't, wasn't Oregon's day. And then you turn around to the Elite Eight, Oregon State, Houston, same thing applies. Oregon State had too many turnovers, though the game was still close. Too many turnovers. Houston won because they knocked down more threes. It's just that simple. Other than that, Houston shot like trash. Pure trash. Arkansas Baylor, same thing. Look at the turnovers. 15 to 8. 15 to 8. It was not good. 
You can't turn the basketball over. I think that that has been proven <laughs> to this point. So, you know, it's it's um it's one of those things. And now, since the USC and Gonzaga game is over with, it's kind of like the same thing that's going on with them. They had issues with turnovers, but it was a clinic once again. If you watch the first half of that game, now both teams finished with nine turnovers, but it really got out of hand in the first half. Steals left and right. Left and right. And that's what buried them. That buried USC tonight. So, all in all, I mean, you can get it done in a tournament, but you have to make shots. But turnovers... For the young basketball guys, don't turn the basketball over. Take care of the ball. The ball is your friend. Do not turn the basketball over. That's that's something that you just cannot do. You have to shoot. Yeah, that's, I mean, there was a joke ter- told years ago by Sinbad. Some of y'all don't know who Sinbad is. He had a joke. He was talking about, um, you know, the, the, the Larry Bird um <laughs> Larry Bird at the mic talking about the game as opposed to one of the brothers talking about the game. And uh, he said that, uh, you know, we go to the brother with the mic, uh, the, the, uh, the the ball, uh, we, basketball is the game. And for us, the ball kept going in the hole, kept going in the hole. And I said, we're probably going to win the game because the ball kept going in the hole. And it's, I mean, it's true. It's true. But you can't turn the basketball over. Simply put, you know, do with that with what you may. And before we wrap this thing, I got a little something um, as far as a tweet that I saw. I'm not going to name who tweeted it, but I thought that it was interesting. Coming up next. All right, so I saw a tweet um, over the weekend. I didn't respond. I just thought it was an interesting read. <laughs> I disagreed with it, obviously, vehemently. Um, but uh, I'll leave it at that. But I will expound upon it. I'm not going to you know, point any fingers or call anybody out. But the tweet said, if Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence, he would have played somewhere other than BYU. Okay, is he lying? Of course not. Are they lying? No, they're not. It's true. But, and then also I'll just say this uh, in the comments because there were some people that came back at him um, and, and it was kind of friendly and at the end everybody agreed that they shouldn't pass on Trevor Lawrence. I agree with that as well. I wouldn't pass on Trevor Lawrence either to pick Zach Wilson. I understand Zach Wilson was a pretty decent quarterback for um for BYU. He had his best year, his junior year, this last season. Started a, what, seven games as a freshman out of the nine, nine games he played. Um and he started what think 11 games a year after that. Uh had what 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Eh, iffy kind of season. Even though they went to a bowl and he was the MVP, and that's a bowl game. But this past season 
I, I, I reserve the right to allow somebody to improve as a quarterback or as an athlete, as a player. And he did that. Um, but I'll say this. It also depends on where you go. Because with the NFL draft coming up, it's all going to depend on where you go. Take, for example, the San Francisco 49ers. I purposely left this out uh, of the rundown. The San Francisco 49ers made the trade with the Miami Dolphins to move up to the third pick in the draft. I don't care what quarterback it is. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, uh, or Justin Fields, or myself, Michael Neal, they're going to have a better chance going forward than anybody because they're going to land with a good organization that has a ready-made squad and coaching staff in place. They're just two years removed from the Super Bowl, y'all. So if you end up there, only you would mess it up. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Not sure whether he's there as a mentor or whatever. I don't know. But, and it would be smart to have a veteran mentor there. But if you have the coach that's there, Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive genius and very, very bright, and a team that surrounds that quarterback. Because look here, last year was kind of a weird year for the San Francisco 49ers. They had everybody on both sides of the ball getting hurt left and right. Everything's always going to be contingent. Those preseason rankings or those preseason predictions is all contingent on the team finishing the healthiest. And they were not healthy at all. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't help either, and he wasn't healthy either. But whoever ends up there is going to be great. Uh, it, it, it should be good for them unless they just can't play. And they'll find that out very quickly. Stick with me, and I'm going to bless you. So in the commentary, he pointed out ring count, quarterback record, and even, you know, overall wins or whatnot. And I was like, well, I mean, that's great, but that's college. I think I've said this before, but I got a buddy uh, named William. Uh, yeah, I have said this before. Pig, that's what we call him, P-I-G-G, P-I-W-G. Pig, you know, he's always saying this guy wouldn't be nothing in the NFL, but he's great in college. And it's true, but it let's just let college be college and let pros be pros. We have no idea what you're going to do when you get to the pros. I mean, if you look at the Hall of Fame, Dan Marino, if you just look at the the NFL draft, go back and watch from Elway to Marino. Elway was the first pick of the draft in the uh, 83 draft, the greatest probably draft ever, especially quarterback draft. And Marino was the final quarterback chosen. And they were both Hall of Famers. Of course, Elway went on to win Two out of what four Super Bowls? 21, 22, 24. Two out of five Super Bowls, and after losing three, and then El, uh, Marino he went his second year. They lost to the to the 49ers, and that was it. But he was the great ended as the greatest passer of all time. Both quarterbacks came out of uh, good schools overall, but Elway's. Stanford teams, they stunk. And contrary to popular belief, unless you look at the numbers, 
Dan Marino went from throwing all these touchdown passes and just a few interceptions to throwing more interceptions than touchdowns his last season at Pittsburgh. But they were great NFL quarterbacks. Depends on where you land. It just depends on where you land. So we can look at all, all of the, the numbers and stuff, and, I mean, that's great. But passing yards, he, he pointed – he ran down the yards and the comparisons and stuff. Ask yourself this question. Why in the world uh, was Patrick Mahomes overlooked? I'll tell you why. Because of his predecessors at Texas Tech. You ever heard of B.J. Simmons, Graham Harrell, or current Arizona head coach Cliff Kingsbury? Those guys were throwing for 5,500 yards every year, but they were not NFL quarterbacks. So numbers don't mean much. Passing yards. Case Keenum, uh, Andre Ware, who won a Heisman. These two quarterbacks played in Houston. Same thing. Throwing for a lot of yards. Keenum's best... He's best known as a backup in the NFL who, with the Vikings, the one year he was there, got him to, what, the NFC Championship game, and that was about it, right? Wins. Okay, quarterback wins. Kellen Moore is the all-time leader in wins for quarterbacks with a 50-3 and record. He didn't last long as an NFL quarterback and was a backup for the Cowboys and then the offensive coordinator, uh, by osmosis, I guess. And then you have Colt McCoy, Andy Dalton. All right. He's all right. Not great. Another Cowboy quarterback for a year. David Green. I can't stand him. Sorry, I love you, David. But I can't stand you because I was a UT fan, and I'll leave it at that. He's a Georgia's quarterback. Uh, Georgia quarterback. Peyton Manning. Okay, that's different. Hall of Fame quarterback. He was 39-6. He's number five on the list. But as you can see, a majority of his quarterbacks, other than Peyton, they that doesn't mean a whole lot. Rings, same thing. A.J. McCarron, Tommy Frazier, they won two rings for their, their schools. A.J. McCarron at Alabama, Tommy Frazier, he was great uh, for Nebraska back in the 90s. And outside of a Cam Newton, there's always a Tim Tebow, a Matt Leinart, Vince Young, or a Ken Dorsey. Guys who won national championships and didn't do crap in the league. So it doesn't matter whether you go to Florida, USC, Texas, or Miami. Not necessarily. It doesn't really matter. I mean, let's just be honest. If I if you really want to get technical with it, and I, you know what, I am going over <laughs> the amount of time I thought that I was. But if if, if you really want to get technical with it. I mean, I'd have to go all the way back to the 60s and talk about Bart Starr, uh, Ken Stabler in the 70s, or Joe Namath in the 60s if I want to talk about an Alabama quarterback that really was decent. Other than that, you got some guys who were decent as college quarterbacks, or maybe not, <laughs> but they weren't NFL guys at all. There's, there's hundreds of those. Jay Barker, John David Phillips, Andrew Zow. I can keep going. Brody Croyle, Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron again, Blake Sims, Jake Coker. And look, the, the jury is still out on Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. And definitely from Tua Tagovailoa, whose own teammates we found out about or over a month ago, don't even believe that the kid can get it done. We'll see. And next in line is Mac Jones, who will be selected possibly in the first round, if not the second round of this year's NFL draft. 
And you talk about these other big schools like Ohio State. Well, you know, the greatest quarterback out of Ohio State was an undrafted free agent. I know him. 15-year undrafted free agent Mike Tomczak, who played for four teams, Chicago, Green Bay, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Other than that, yeah, you had some good college quarterbacks. Doesn't matter if you play quarterback for Ohio State. Braxton Miller, Troy Smith, won a Heisman. Terrell Pryor ended up being a wide receiver. JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, he's already on his second team if he makes Pittsburgh. Now, Justin Fields, we'll see. We'll see. It, does, it Like I said, but it does not really matter where you go to school. It doesn't. You know what matters is what you do when you get to the league. Now, I, I found, a, I'll end with this. I found a website. Uh, was it jokermag.com? Talk about two-star recruits who made it to the NFL. Just more proof. I'll just name the guy. I can't go through all of what each one of the. I'm not going to go through every one of these uh, one by one, even though I know I could. But just listen to some of these names. These are guys who either weren't recruited at all, had no offers. They walked on, and they, they weren't. They weren't high-profile recruits at all. They were ranked 2,121st in their class and stuff like that. Khalil Mack, running back David Johnson, Super Bowl champion Shaq Barrett, Shaquille Barrett, and no matter what you think of him, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aqib Tlaib, who just retired as a corner, receivers like Hunter Renfro, T.Y. Hilton, Cooper Cup. Tariq Cohen, who went to an HBCU, running back for the Bears. Carson Wentz, who went from being one of those kind of recruits, although he was 5'8 at one point at his high school and grew to be 6'3 by his junior year, was the second pick in the NFL draft. J.J. Watt, he walked on at Wisconsin after being told at Central Michigan, yeah, he was a tight end. They wanted to move him to offensive tackle. He said, never mind. Gave up his starting position Walked on at Wisconsin. The rest is history. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Josh Allen, pass rusher out of Kentucky. Jason Kelsey. Clay Matthews, if anyone remembers Clay Matthews, that's the Clay Matthews who walked on at USC. Turned into a Pro Bowl linebacker, just like Bobby Wagner, another one. So it doesn't matter where you go to school. So for all you young Sparkies out there, don't give up hope. Keep working. Keep working. Keep doing your work. You can make it. It's not a problem uh, if you if you really work to do it. And uh, look, there's plenty of guys. And like I said, I, I'm not pointing no fingers. Uh, Zach Wilson, he could turn out to have a greater NFL career than Trevor Lawrence. It's hard for me to even see that, but it's possible. I do know that there's those are possibilities. So look, that's what it is. It is what it is. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. I actually went long, uh, my regular time and actually went a little bit over my time. A lot to talk about, a lot that I didn't even get to. So, look, y'all, hope y'all enjoy slash enjoyed the uh, Elite Eight. Right now, Michigan and UCLA will be tipping off. And uh, enjoy the Final Four on Saturday. And we'll be back next week to talk about the National Championship next Tuesday. Subscribe, listen, tell your friends, or I'll find your house behind the mic podcast, Billy Up Sports Podcast Network, 
Billy Up Sports, BillyUpSports.com. Out. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.